0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more
1: shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you've been having a glorious week. I most certainly have been. I'm even more stoked because. Today, December 17th, is the day of Heavy Montreal Presents Vox and Hops, Brutal Montreal. That's right, the first edition of a true metal and beer festival is happening tonight in my hometown of Montreal at Corona Theater. Performing tonight, we have my band Cryptopsy alongside my friends in the agonist The Great Sabatini, Necrotic Mutation, and Burning the Oppressor. All night long, you'll be able to enjoy amazing beers from some of Quebec's best microbreweries such as BG, Brasserie Urbaine, Massorum Brassatorium, Brasserie du Canada, Sir John Brewing Company, Saint-Quien Baron, and Brassard de Montréal. I just can't wait to stand on that stage tonight. Look out at a crowd of amazing metalheads in my hometown enjoying life, metal, and craft beer. I am so, so excited. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I'm also asking you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there's someone in your life that you would love to attend Brutal Montreal with... Let them know that the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast exists. You can tell them that there are over 300 episodes with some of the world's best metal musicians for them to discover on their favorite podcast platform. If you would encourage one of your friends to become a brand new Vox & Hops, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today's episode is a special one. It's uh, sort of become an annual tradition. Uh, it's the third year in a row where I sit down with my bassist, Ali Pinard, the bassist of Cryptopsy. He also plays for Cat. Decapitation, Akurian, and Vengeful. Get ready, everyone. This is our top 10 metal albums of 2021 episode. This is Vox and Hops episode number 315. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm back with uh, my bassist, my brother, my friend, uh, Ali Pinao of Cryptopsy, of course, of Cattle Decapitation, of Vengeful, of Acurian, of many, many, many projects, because he's a guy that just likes to play bass with everyone, because he's so cool and fun. This is the third year in a row that we do this. This is the top ten collab episode our top tens that we're we're gonna we're gonna attack and and showcase to each other because uh because of the pandemic we sadly have not even i don't think we've hung out the whole goddamn year nope not at all first off how are you let's start with that i'm good
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're fucking crazy here but uh no i'm fine i'm still to start touring again next year and uh I'm looking forward.
1: You'll be back to where, where you are meant to be. But something cool did happen this year. Uh, that's You ended up working at the coolest microbrewery here in Montreal, Masorum Brassatorium. Uh, let's talk a little bit yep. about that. Talk to me about working at one of the coolest breweries. Uh, are you still excited when they release really cool beers, or are you just bored of it now?
0: <laughs> no, no. It's, it's super exciting, actually. And it's cool because I'm working with my friend with Alex, Seb, Vince, uh, for people who don't know them, it's Alex from Despise Icon, Seb from uh, Iron Dissonance, and the brewer is Vince from uh, The Last Colony. Hell yeah. So we are the metal crew. It's pretty badass. And yeah, the number one brewer in Canada. It's, pre- it's pretty fucking
1: badass. <laughs> it's pretty fucking badass. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. Before we jump into our top tens, let's uh, hear what you're drinking. It looks delicious. So, so, So what do you got on your side there tonight?
0: Hold on! I don't even remember what it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's getting up. He's walking over. He is. He's. he's digging through his trash. His trash can. His trash can.
0: It's a like BBR, <laughs>
1: motherfucker.
0: <laughs> you know the have trash. And uh, no, it's the overhop mm-hmm. sour juicy IPA. It's called the Cripster.
1: Absolutely, it's a collab with Mason's Brewing. It is um, full of like pureed fruit. If I'm crazy,
0: yeah, pureed fruit, and lactose mm-hmm. as well. It's um, yeah, interesting. I'm not. I'm usually not a sour. I don't really drink sour beer pretty fucking
1: good. It's really juicy. Uh it's actually the, one of the first beers that I had uh from Overhop when I met them for the first time at Chambly many many years ago, probably th- 2 3 years ago. On my side I'm going to be drinking an old familiar beer of ours that I just luckily happened to get my hands on again today actually, so I'm very happy about Ooh, that. Really? Shout out to Sherry for being my mule and uh, bringing me this amazing beer. This is Crisp Top C's Pilsner Supremacy, 4.8%. New World Pilsner. It's been double dry hop with mosaic hops. Mad shout-out to Drew for keeping this beer alive. I'm going to pour this out, and uh, let's just jump straight into it. Number 10. What is your number 10 album of 2021?
0: Number 10. is pretty hard, but uh, okay. I'll go with... Uh, it's a band called Arakiri for the Sky. The album is called Maher. I'm not sure if I pronounced it right. Mm-hmm. Maher. It's all, for those who don't know, this band is like a post-black metal, alt-core-ish kind of... It's, it's like a black metal version of Gojira, basically. It's super melodic, super... There's a lot of feeling and emotion in their song. So that's probably why I'm hooked to it. It's pretty good. It's not, it's not just like glass beat and... Uh, like, guitar, like, you know, whatever. There's a lot of feeling and atmosphere. So, yep, Arikari Harry, Harry, for the Sky.
1: Arikari Harry, Harry, for the Sky. I had um, the vocalist on the podcast, and it was actually the day oh, after that the his album came out, and he was still partying. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I swear, and he was, like, sitting on the floor in a bathroom because he was in some person's apartment or something. It was a good wow. conversation, but he was, he was a bit... Uh, inebriated
0: what? Really? for those
1: for those that haven't listened to that episode, you can go back and check it out. I do like that album uh, lots of uh post rock vibes uh, oh, yeah, uh a soundtrack yeah. almost uh, approach to writing music uh, uh, yeah. always a concept and uh slightly depressing, but super fun nonetheless.
0: Yeah, no. oh, yeah. slightly
1: depressing. <laughs> my number 10 is completely in a different area than yours, <laughs> much less depressing, uh, hardly even metal. Uh, I'm just going to preface my entire list this year. We sort of touched on it before we started recording. Uh, I have chosen 10 albums based on the albums that I listen to the most. It's so, like the same Excellent. excellent. Because there's 2021 was a massive year for album releases. There was a lot of amazing metal that came out, a lot of amazing albums that came out. I've included albums that are not extreme metal, but they definitely have some vibes of metal. And I'm okay with my decision. So number 10, with that being said, is Andrew W.K.'s God is Partying. Uh, (laughs) I love it. It came out in September via Napalm Records. Uh, I can't get enough of this album. And I wasn't a fan before. But... uh,
0: Andrew W.K.? Like in general?
1: No, I never really got into any of the other stuff. But this album, God is Partying. I don't know why. The riffs are amazing. The songwriting is out of this world. It's just so goddamn catchy. His vocals mm-hmm. are really damn good. I didn't know he was such a like proficient singer. uh they're right. heavy. There's moments that remind me of like devin Townsend. There's other moments that remind me of just good party rock. and then there's other moments that it's like it's like like a musical but not cheesy, but catchy. and there's a song about him ejaculating, which is also interesting. So God is partying <laughs> Andrew W. K. That was my number 10, and uh, I'm proud of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I heard one song
0: from that album. I should check it out.
1: It's, it's. I don't know. There's something about it. It's it's, it's made the list for some reason.
0: Pa- party music or something?
1: It's party music, but there's also there's some feelings to it, too. Um Crisp Topsy pours out just as gorgeous as before. Uh, the previous times I've had it, uh, that mosaic hops really resonates. It always brings out like like a melony, like a floral place on the, the Pilsner. It's just gorgeous. Number nine, Ali, give it to us. Oh my
0: god. Nine. Alright. So this one's going to please uh, the death metal fans, because number nine it's Aeon. And with the album, God Hands Here, mm. it's finally they're, they're back, finally after a, a most, uh Seven years, I think, hmm. or so. It's been a while since they released an album. So i uh, always been a fan of uh, AM, like, super straightforward death metal. It's pretty fucking intense. Like, blast beat. If you love blast beat, you're going to love this album. <laughs> <laughs> like, for fans of, uh, I will say, if you love, like, uh, Eight Eternal, uh vitrio, stuff like that, like, relentless death metal, <laughs> check it out.
1: So it, it hit the spot. It's exactly what you expected from them but that made you that was that was a happy moment
0: oh it was exactly what i wanted from them it's perfect i'm not disappointed at all it's it's maybe more it Mm. gave me more than i wanted actually because it's really fucking good (laughs) like i would say i love it better than the previous two which i really liked so yeah good and here check it out love it
1: uh Number nine, my number nine, is a band that I love. Uh, I'm not surprised to see it on this list. Uh, If anyone knows me, they will not be surprised. Emin Ra... Durr Doran, June 25th it dropped via Relapse Records. Huge Amon Ra fan I have been since we toured together. Yep. We were doing a summer festival tour and out of all the people to show me a band that I actually really fell in love with was Eric Sanchez who was out on tour with us uh, as a photographer, as a tour manager uh, mostly a tour manager, mostly a tour mother that would take care of us because he likes to do that and uh, he showed he knows that I love post-metal so he introduced me to Amon Ra. Uh, Durr is is at number nine because i feel like it's a very slow record uh if it was a bit more intense it would probably find itself higher up on my list but um the same vibe is there they're a lot more melodic than they used to be but uh, it's an experience and, and a lot of these albums that are on my list are an experience i love listening to albums i don't listen to singles i don't like that it's something that takes you on a journey it's very dark and depressing but when that hits and it's heavy as goddamn all hell i absolutely love it i feel like the album sort of peters out and it's missing like a big wrap up at the end to really pull it all together for myself i would have liked like one big last heavy song or something but nonetheless it's an enjoyable experience i love it love it love it love it
0: yeah, also they did a song for uh, for a wrestler this year. So
1: I'm super did hyped for they? that. Who's that? I didn't even they, hear that.
0: They did a song for uh, people who know WWE. The wrestler's name is uh, Alistair Black. No nope, i'm yeah. boy Alistair yeah. Black. Man. <laughs> so I I did uh, his new entrance team, and it's so fucking dark. Really? It's perfect. It, oh. It's really dark, and the guy is like super black metal. Mm. Like the look is perfect. So. Shout out to MNRF for that. It's pretty cool, I think. It's a good, uh, cool gig. It's a cool gig,
1: yeah. I'm totally gonna check that out after because I'm in yep. love with that. I- I'll send you the song. Um, uh, go for it. Number eight, where are you at? Number eight, I'll
0: go with the White Chapel. See, this is a
1: surprise for me. When I saw on your list, I was like, really? Okay, yeah, yep,
0: yeah. yep. Yeah. Have you heard it?
1: I listened to the whole thing, yes, cuz yeah. I was curious to see where they where they were going to take it. So, so you you have your opinion on it. and I'll throw mine in the hat.
0: Cuz it's very it's 50-50. Like uh, it's really brutal and at, at the same time it's very smooth and me- mellow. But the brutal part are really intense. Like in more than the, the previous album, it's more um There's more blast beat, there's more, uh, it's fast, it's fast music instead of just being like, just Mm -hmm. heaviness, heavy blast beat, and uh, the the riff are crazy, the atmosphere, it's really nice. And on the other side, when it's clean and it's mellow, it's, in my opinion, it's fucking perfect. They finally reach, I think, uh, their goal. Like when they started with the the clean vocals a uh, a couple of years ago now they really reach what they tried to do i think and they nailed it because the songs are so catchy and well-written it's uh yeah i wasn't sure at first because i was like because eh. I, I don't know I, I love the first era of white chapel but now i will say they are ready to for the next level like maybe they can because let's be honest it, he's a great singer like, absolutely Phil feel is a great singer and he may he might be not not the next Corey Taylor, but he could.
1: He could like branch off and have like a solo thing where.
0: Yeah, totally. They could like write more catchy songs or radio friendly song, And in my opinion, in my honest opinion, I think it would work because they're really good. <laughs> of really like, uh, I feel it's more like it, they could play like a big festival, like a main stage festival or a big arena show that would work with their new style. So good for them.
1: I love that. I agree with lots of those points. Uh, for myself, I felt like it was very ordinary. <laughs> I, was, really I was, especially the heavy parts. I felt it wasn't extreme enough for me. I, I like, you know, and it's funny, there's not many massively extreme bands on my list, but <laughs> I enjoyed the soft parts, but when it got it's heavy. Really,
0: extreme, extreme, but for what they do now, it's extreme.
1: The contrast of it but I, I do feel i do i feel like they have found a sweet spot of it is one band that is doing both versus mm-hmm. we've spoken about this before in the past that it's like a, a light switch and it's like band a mm-hmm. oh and here's band yeah. b the heavy one. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, and back to band a the the clean vocal section and i do feel i agree with that that white chapel sort of has found this sweet spot
0: sweet spot the transition between both mm-hmm. bars uh,
1: But the heaviness should have been heavier for me But I do love his voice, Uh, he's amazing And him going solo on his own Or them branching out even to open for You know, like who who They can open for Slipknot for sure now They probably could have before too, but (laughs) 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 very, very interesting. <laughs> <Aren't you>? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> my number eight is cheesy as hell and i'm very proud of it uh love them uh i put it on to clean my house and it it works my house gets clean. the night flight orchestra aromatic two uh. came out <laughs> september 3rd nuclear blast records not my favorite record for them but i listened to it a lot and i really enjoyed it there's this song called white jeans it's near the end of the record. It is goddamn catchy, and I listened to it a goddamn okay. whole bunch to get my house clean. Last year's record that got my house clean was uh, "Unleash the Archers." This year it was uh, it was usurped by the, by the Night <laughs> Flight Orchestra on September third. Once that came out, <laughs> and Beorn, you know, you can't, be, his, he, you know, Bjorn's voice is so damn good. Uh, the fact that they can still write all these '80s sounding hits. And yet, mm-hmm. it's still somewhat a tad original. It's not the most original thing in the world, but it's extremely enjoyable and very, very well done.
0: Yeah, I haven't heard the new one. I heard the one before; mm-hmm. it was so great. But yeah, I had to check it out. I find uh, is that that's a Swedish band, right?
1: Yeah, it's the, like the super group of all the Swedes there with the, the singer Soilwork, singer, Soilwork, Arch, and, Arch uh, yeah, Enemy yeah. members, and yeah, mm-hmm. sick. Running along to number seven.
0: Number seven. Okay, I'll go. It's a this one is brand new. It's fresh. It just came out. Obscura.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Obscura with a validation. I was actually I had no expectation for it, but it was like it's perfect. It reminds me. It brings brings me back to uh, when I first discovered them in two thousand nine because uh, they brought back Christian on guitar. And uh, Jaron Paul on the bass, which is the ultimate bass player for Tech Death, in my opinion. Him and Forrest, for sure. But So I was just so happy to hear uh, him playing again uh, with, with Obscura. So just for that, for me as a bass player, you need to be on my list. It's, it's really fun. I had actually, uh, I had the smile like on my face the whole time listening to the albums. It's, it's just perfect. I love it a lot. I'm looking forward for the the show in Montreal. Hell yes! If I'm in town, but. absolutely. I'll be
1: there absolutely. with you. I'll be there with you if you are. <laughs> um, I did not give this record enough listens to be honest. Uh, I embarked on it. I think it came out on a massive day where there was a bunch of other releases. Yeah, yeah. I
0: actually, I heard the album like a couple couple of weeks later. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit late, but uh, no, still really good. I love laughing. I I was blasting that uh, that album in the kitchen while I was working. It's, it's a good, uh, it, it's good music for a rush, you mm. know.
1: And I'm happy that Stefan Stefan could replace basically his whole lineup again, and then pull out <laughs> another success like this. That is commendable. I think that's amazing.
0: Yeah. 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 Totally. I love yeah. that.
1: Uh, next record is a bit of a weird one, but I really, really enjoy it. Uh, it's electronic, like EDM, but with a blasphemous uh, rock and roll attitude. The band is called Thief. That's basically one dude named Dylan Neal. Uh, the album's is called uh, The 16 Deaths of My Master. It came out on August 27th by Prophecy Productions. Uh, I was lucky enough to have Dylan on the podcast, so I asked him a bunch of questions about this. Uh, I think it's just so cool. It's like very, very disturbing yet it's sort of catchy at the same time, like, uh, dancey catchy. Uh, but -hmm. he's saying the most blasphemous things about, um, satanic stuff and drug addiction and uh very dark lyrical content and still crazy earworms stuck in your head uh hooks uh i love it i think it's really cool all the the weird sounds that he uses he basically goes into like record shops and finds these like uh religious and like strange, occult uh, records, and then he brings them home, and then he samples them and finds, like, a beat that he could loop, and then he works upon those. Very cool. Crazy. Crazy. The 16 Deaths of My Master is my number seven. I liked his previous record very much, too. So, Uh, Dylan used to be in a band called Botanist, which is another weird experimental sort of metal band, electronic metal band, uh, also from California, I believe they're from. Love it.
0: I'll check it out for sure, man.
1: Number six. Hammering through this tonight. I love it.
0: Number six. Okay, number six. Uh, I'll go with my boys from Rivers of Neil. which I know a <laughs> lot of people won't agree, because it's it's different. It's very different, but that's what I like. That's what I like about that band. They, they, uh, they, they're not scared to try stuff.
1: It's crazy how much they've evolved since that tour that we did in Devastation yes. of the Nation 2017. <laughs> that band to this band is different.
0: Yep, yep. Totally. You remember Biggs uh, t- t- telling us, like, oh, I don't know if uh, I want to sax on yeah. our next album because yeah. I don't I don't want us to be recognized as the saxophone band, you know? But I'm very glad they did. <laughs> <laughs> but not a lot. It's not like... It, it, they're not it overusing it. Over, the, they're overusing the saxophone. And they use a lot of new vocals, mm-hmm. which I like a lot more cleans. but it's not pretty clean vocals. It's more, uh, I don't know, there's something in the voice. I can't, I don't, I don't find a word to describe it, but because uh, Adam, the, the best player, he sings a lot more on this mm-hmm. one.
1: So that's a whole new voice coming in because a lot of the cleans before were Jared, the drummer.
0: Yes, but he still sings. Mm-hmm. But uh, Big's now, he sings way more and I think it's really, really cool. And I love the concept. I love a, a conceptual album. It's it's my thing. I really love it. It's uh, very real, well written. The, the, I love the concept of, of the, the the pacing of the songs. It's, it's just it's one big journey,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I really love that.
1: I do really agree that the pacing of the album really works super well. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's another album on my list that's pretty up near the top of it, and I love it. But the pacing on that album versus the pacing on the work is really not up to par. Uh, I feel like it is a huge left turn for the band. It's an evolution of where they were, where Owls Know My Name.
0: They're not a death metal band anymore,
1: but that's another. Like, who can they play with now? They've opened up so many doors. I can see Rivers exactly. on tour with, exactly. with Mastodon now.
0: That 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 will work. That would be crazy. Uh, Mastodon or uh, Intronaut. Yeah, Cold Luna.
1: Yeah. Uh, the sky's the limit. It's very interesting, but they can and they can still bring it and come on tour with Cryptopsy again.
0: Yeah, they can play uh, old stuff, and that will work but uh, it's an album that i would just shut down the light and lay down on the couch and listen it's an experience it's almost like watching a movie (laughs) it's not the mosh pit material
1: (laughs) no no
0: so if people expect like a a technical death metal album like they used to do in the past of course they will be uh, disappointed but it's pretty obvious to me that since the the last album they are trying something new and they trying to find their own their own identity, their own sound, which I think they did, because they are very recognizable now. So good for them.
1: And that's hard to do in this modern era of extreme metal. So. Very commendable on that.
0: That's why I was
1: I love it. Uh, number six for me is uh, a late edition. It really came onto my list thanks to me doing my uh, Thirsty Thursday live interview where I had all of my album review crew give me their top tens, which I just released last week. Um, I did not know about this band uh, when Wooderson talked about it during my episode i was like that sounds super interesting i checked it out the band is called the silver the name of the album is called ward of roses came out october 15th via gilead media it is uh a very strange album it sounds very natural it sounds like they recorded it live it feels like that there's a lot of it's a, basically a super group there's dudes from horrendous in it and another band i meant to write that down i forgot um there's Weird black metal screeching vocals, which I typically don't enjoy. Vocals like
0: that, uh, super high pitch.
1: Oh, that, uh, but, but also you know. like as if he's not in control of it. So it's like, uh, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a Bethlehem or mm. a, a Shining. Mm-hmm. Kind of bit. And then like, there's like
1: okay. another member of the band, the guitarist, I believe, that sings clean vocals in it. It's it's an album that takes you on a on a journey. It's weird. It's a um, got like a weird hypnotic vibe to it it's a very strange record and i just keep going back and listening to it again and when it finishes i'm like uh, it's over and it's still 40 minutes long you know it's not like it's one of those 25 minute i i no, it's called the the band is called the silver the name of the record is called ward of roses it's definitely worth uh, some attention it's it's heavy but it's not heavy in the sense of a huge chug it's more of like a droney sludgy black metal album it's it's very all over the place it's, they they have picked and choose what they liked to include into their little soup and then they made an album <laughs> <laughs> the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxenhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. We are halfway there. We are approaching the number fives. Um, go for it. Where are you at? Number five this year.
0: Number five, I'll go with their most anticipated prog metal album of the year, Liquid Tension Experiment, they mm. Finally, they're back. Mm. I'm super excited. I'm a, you know, I'm a big Dream Theater fan, but I'm also a big Liquid Tension Experiment fan. And uh, not only that, but I'm super happy to see Mike Portnoy and John Petrucci together again, uh, like creating this monster of an album it's a double double album. It's almost like... A, I think it's like 90 minutes or no, Maybe more. It's almost two hours. Wow. It's insane. It's just insane. On top of that, they brought the... They used the seven-string guitars for the first time on that project. So there's more every part. Because in the past, it was just like only prog. Mm-hmm. Like a, no chug. Mm-hmm. But on this one, there's some chuggy part, which is cool. Because... In the middle of like some crazy keyboard solo and guitar solo, it's fun to have a cool, not breakdown but just a good groove. And uh, yeah, and also my my highlight on this album is the song uh, "Rhapsody in Blue," which is uh, not a jazz standard, but it's yeah, I think it is. It's a jazz standard, but they play it in their own way.
1: And cool. it's amazing
0: because it's from New York. The Rhapsody in Blue, it's a typical New York jazz song.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Liquid Tension, all the guys are from uh, New York. So mm-hmm. it's uh, a good tribute to their um, hometown, basically. And uh, I think it's really cool. If you haven't heard that, I uh, highly recommend that track. The Rhapsody in Blue is very cool. Yeah. And also, Tony Levin, Tony Levin play on the He's still in the band, in. A whole year is like 75 years old. Insane. He still plays. The guy played, he played with everyone. He's like the ultimate legend in Prague. He played with Pink Floyd, King Crimson. That's amazing. Yep. So that's my number five.
1: So that's an album I did not listen to enough as well. And I do enjoy their previous work. So I will go and check that out. I'm excited for that already.
0: Check that song. Check that song. (laughs) It's a lot of music. So, if you're not really into Prague, (laughs) I remember the first time when the album came out, like, wow, it's a lot of material to digest at the same time. And also, just a note on the side this year, John Petrucci released his solo album, the Liquid Tension album, and the New Dream Theater. What the fuck is wrong with that guy? He wrote all the during the pandemic it's
1: insane somebody used it's their insane. time wisely during a pandemic yeah
0: but actually yeah that's what he did he, he, he mentioned it in interview he used the pandemic uh to write music so that's amazing like and this guy is just like a creative genius like a solo album a double album with liquid and a new dream theater Pfft, come on someone should like hopefully some scientific uh they will. They should like uh, check inside his brain, like try to understand what's going on because <laughs> he's out of this world. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I would love to be.
1: <laughs> My number five is uh, something that surprised me. I, I was excited for it. I enjoyed their previous work. We played with them. Um, Archspire, Bleed the Future, <laughs> Seasons of Mist. October 29th Uh, it's fucking fast right so
0: it's insane
1: (laughs) (laughs) and it's technical and Ollie's delivery is is incredible but Mm -hmm. I feel like the songs have a soul and an entity and I feel like the band as a whole has really matured and I don't know how much that has to do with them just actually maturing and looking at music and writing music differently uh, or as much as it has to do with working with Dave Otero so closely and living in the studio as you have done i don't know what all the, the elements all are. Of this. yeah i think the album is incredible i think that the songs really have a feeling a vibe they're technical but they ha- they're alive it's it's not computer generated it has a soul and I, I really really found myself really into it and i still listen to it and that's why they're in my number five position
0: but they really worked hard as a band. They toured a lot, and uh, no, no, like you said, it's not robotic. It's uh, it's even though it's it sounds robotic at some point, but it's not. It's not because it it's raw. Uh, it's organic. They play together mm-hmm. all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's uh, they are a real band, mm-hmm. and I really respect that a lot. And uh, I love them. I, I love the guys. I love the band. I love the music. So I agree with you. So good. Good pick.
1: I love it. Number four, Ollie, give it to us.
0: Follow you with Archfire. I'll go with Take uh, That. First fragment.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: First fragment, we just put out like a neoclassical Take That masterpiece, which is. This, have you heard the album? It's just. Mm-hmm. In, every instrument shines. It's beautiful. The guitars, the bass is just out of control for us. I just gave uh, people like a good. Uh, Masterclass. <laughs> so it's always Phil Tuga and Nick on the guitars. Uh, the drum is like relentless. It's just fast. It's groovy. It's actually really groovy. It's uh, almost cheesy. <laughs> 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 it's groovy and technical, but class- classical at the same time very like Neoclassical
1: Like I, I would give a shout out To to our guitarist For being a patient producer Putting together this record Because uh, it is a Master class And a master Recording session Recording bands Such as uh, First Fragment It's a, yep. There's a lot of notes And it has to be perfect And the mix has to be perfect And the band Wants it a certain way And it, it, this record sounds amazing
0: Totally man It's big... Uh... I can't, I can't imagine uh, having a, a contract like to do a, an album like that. And like, Oh shit, it's going to take a while. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Chris nailed it as, as he does. And as the title
0: product, product is amazing. So,
1: yeah. Good job. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, <I love> it. <laughs> Number four for me <laughs> is, uh, something that I'm not surprised is on the list because, uh, she's a sorceress and every time she puts anything out i just become completely obsessed with it uh, number four is converge with chelsea wolf and stephen brodsky blood moon number one blood wound one uh, came out november 19th very young record epitaph that it's a weird record not being a huge fan of converge uh i yeah. tried I never really got into them i could probably try again and maybe i'd have more success nowadays but chelsea wolf obsessed with her have been for for many, many, many years. Um, Since we toured with Guar is when I discovered her and we were riding in Uh, that van across Canada and we had a wild party night one night and we were like, what are we going to listen to? And I was like, put on this record. Was it the night in uh, Regina? Yes.
0: At the tattoo shop?
1: Uh, yeah. No, no, it was in the hotel room. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, okay. Nice. And we put,
1: I put on Chelsea Wolf and you were like, what the fuck, man? You're ruining the entire vibe of this night. <laughs> but I've loved her ever since then. Uh, this record is really cool to, to watch both of them sort of like negotiate and find their own space between the two styles. Converge being so aggressive, Chelsea Wolf really having like an ethereal... Um, Sorceress vibe um, I love it I think it's really messed up uh, I think that the two going together Is really cool There's there's some heavy moments There's some really melodic moments It's cool to see Converge Doing a lot more softer stuff on this And her going a bit harder Really, really good I, I think it's something that I will keep listening to Throughout the next year I think it's cool And I hope that with the Blood Moon Number one means that there will be more Awesome, man Top three Okay
0: so, top three it's by far the three album I listen to the 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 newest album from here that I listen to the most so my number three is hypocrisy with uh, worship i'm a super big fan of hypocrisy since like two thousand three or four something like that and uh, I'm so glad this album is like it, it brings me it brings me back to when I was a teenager. And I was going to show that the medley and Hmm. they brought back the, the old school sound, the the Swedish guitar, the classic Swedish guitar sound, the, the the harmony and stuff. And it's also very mid tempo kind of death metal, but there's still some, like you you can feel it like in your heart. It's really, uh, it's perfect. It just, this album brings me a lot of like nostalgia moment. So that's probably why it's on my top three. It's uh, I was as a fan, I, I was very pleased, a lot. Like like most most of the hypocrisy fans, like all the review uh, I read were perfect. So so I'm not crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my number three took me. I I wasn't. I was surprised how much I like this record. Uh, I interviewed Adam D in the summer. Right after this came out, like the weekend that it came out, and I listened to a few singles. I thought it was cool, but then as I kept listening to it, as I kept getting engulfed into the record, I would like find myself like humming the songs, the melodies. I'm talking about times of grace, songs of loss and separation. I believe it's like self release. Came out June 11th. Um, it's just so damn good. There's just something I, the Jesse Leach's vocals on it. Are fucking incredible. Just so mm-hmm. fucking good. And I listened to it so much. And my wife, Jess, she was like, What is this? Because well, I just keep listening to it. And, and I was like, It's brand new. It's this new thing from the dudes from Kill Switch. And she was like, Dude, I, it's, I thought it came from like the early 2000s. It has like this nostalgic vibe to it. Really? The songs are incredible. Uh, the clean vocals are amazing. The harsh vocals are catchy. It, the whole album just... It's a long album, but it flows super well. And it finishes and it's like, oh, let's start it again. Number three for that reason. Really, really enjoyed it. And I almost forgot it. And I'm happy that I didn't.
0: I had to check it out. because been listening to a lot of Killswitch. Like
1: it. It's definitely more mellow than Killswitch. And it has a lot more... Rock tendencies, but it's, and there's a lot of like mm-hmm. dreamy post rock elements in it, but there's definitely still some heavy chug pinch harmonics, obviously, but not as many as <laughs> with Kill Switch Engage. Top two. two. Oh.
0: Yeah, number two, it's my rock and roll, not rock and roll band, but it's my big arena metal band. That, uh, then, you know, get yeah, Gojira, Gojira with 42. It's for me it's now. It's an arena metal band. Their songs are meant to be played in a or big crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's not they're not a under, small band, underground band anymore. They are the new, the next big thing, mm-hmm. and that's for sure. And uh, it's funny you mentioned uh, earlier, like oh, I love this album because uh, I do all my cleaning listening to it. But that's the same with Gojira. I can blast this album and clean my apartment and I will love
1: it. Like, um, I don't want to it. I want to do it again. <laughs> Let's make a mess. But
0: again, oh my God.
1: I agree that the next level they're definitely writing songs not for tiny venues anymore. They're writing songs to have entire arenas singing yeah. with them and the soundscapes that they're creating are meant to be played in huge massive places
0: yes yes and And that's not easy
1: that's not easy to write in that aspect too while remaining extreme and and having their own identity exactly
0: and and keeping their uh, their uh, their their sound and their uh, Mm -hmm. integrity at Mm -hmm. the same time
1: Mm -hmm.
0: it still if you close your eyes and you listen to it it still sounds like gojira Mm -hmm. so it's very cool it's like the uh I, I was about to say the pop version of Gajira, but it's not pop, but it's more catchy. Like the the, the song the chant. Yeah. It's very like yeah. the first time I heard that, I like, mm, I'm not sure. Same. But the more I the more I listen to it, I'm like, okay. I can see like the big crowd singing along. I'm like, okay. They're wise. They're very wise.
1: It must be very tedious and difficult to write music like that in a group they must argue a lot to get <laughs> to, to, to to where they're at now <laughs> yes. i know it's not easy for us so i can only imagine them but <laughs> when, you're, when you're leading towards a, a more mm-hmm. commercial uh sound <laughs> here's a, my next number two is a band that would fit perfectly on tour with gojira it's an. I love this album. Obsessed with it. I have been. It came out March 19th. I loved it. Immediately came out on Metal Blade Records. I'm talking about Dune, Edelman, Ainka. Just a fantastic concept record. They are like the bastard child of um, Gojira, um, Opeth, uh, Mastodon. There's some okay. post-metal elements in it as well it is a long album and it has this is the album i was talking about before that i don't feel like that it continues very well the continuity of it doesn't flow as well as the album we were speaking about previously i feel like uh the interludes are a tad too quiet and then mm-hmm. if you don't you're not familiar with the record and you don't know that it runs for an hour and a bit you'll think it's over and you might skip it if you don't know that and i that's the only reason why it's not number one but um okay. what a trip uh, great great musicianship um the vocals are catchy as all hell it's a vibe it's a trance it takes you somewhere it's a trip uh i'm excited to see where they go next because they wrote this record so long ago after i spoke to dan on the podcast um they had this in the bag before the pandemic so i'm excited to see where they go with this record and i'm excited to see where they go on the next one dune Edaman Ayinka. dune I have to check it out, man. It's it's a, it's, it's a banger. We are uh, at our number ones, but before we jump into our number ones, I want to hear some honorable mentions. Just very quickly, um, some albums that didn't make the top ten that you also enjoyed very much. Let's keep it short. Keep it to one or two or three.
0: All right. So uh, first, At The Gates. At the Gates, just because it's At The Gates. I love them. I love the sound. And you're never disappointed when at the gate release a new album you just press play and you're like wow
1: yeah
0: exactly what I wanted so but it's not on my list because I haven't listened to it like enough I think I gave the album like two or three listens but I love it a lot otherwise there's another band that Alex Alex Trem from uh, former Naraxis singer introduced me to it's called Ophidian High
1: also produced by Christian Donaldson
0: oh it is Dude, this shit is technical as fuck, Wow, eh? <laughs> it's stupid. It's it's more than like too much, but I love it. I, I, I really love it. Uh, also, uh, chemist chemist with the album Deceiver, very good, very, very good. Um,
1: another Dave Atero gem, yeah,
0: from Denver, Colorado. Uh, also, I would say. The Tea Party, hmm. their yeah, their hippie Sun Shower. I love it. It's cool. It's smooth. It's good rock and roll. And this album, it should have made the list. It should have been number one. But it's not. But it's Iron Maiden. San
1: I know. I was so surprised.
0: Yeah. It should have been on the list. But the thing is, not that I was disappointed, but it's not strong enough. It's not strong enough actually i think it's the my least favorite iron maiden album since brave new world in 2000 so I was like all right but still i jammed this album a lot but uh, it is what it is but don't get me wrong i'm still number one fan <laughs>
1: <laughs> i just cracked a new beer this is uh one of my brand new collabs, yes, Mutaid with Le Matau, Ale of the Fathers. It's a four-way collab: Box and Hops, Mutaid, le Matau, GMPQ Media. Um, this is the old ale. I dropped four of them at once, all in different varieties of it. This is the Cabernet Sauvignon aged. It's uh, awesome. Look at that little foam head going there. I love it. Wow. Now, I'm gonna pour this out, and then I'll tell you my uh, honorable mentions. What do you got there? Sure. Oh, yes. You're on an overhop night.
0: God, I'm on it.
1: This is really cool. You can smell like each of them had their own personality. Uh, I did like the classic Old Ale, the dry hopped, the Cabernet Sauvignon, and the bourbon. Uh, this one really has like a winey feel to it on the nose. It's definitely uh, more like tiny berries uh, versus some of the other ones had a more like uh, apple ish uh, caramel. A bourbon, obviously, really killer. Uh, shout out to all the people involved in making this amazing brew. So, I'm
0: all, dude, all the, the most the bre-
1: some of the most metal brewers in Quebec.
0: Uh, Mitoed, it's my neighborhood. Then I live like ten minutes away from uh, Mitoed. That's the first, the first thing I did when I moved back to you know, Oshaga. I went to Mitoed. <laughs>
1: My honorable mentions, um, so surprised that I like this as much as I did. Humanity's Last Breath, um, just so damn good. There's dudes from, a the harta or however you say that band name, uh, no disrespect.
0: Love, love,
1: love the weird, slow, mashuga esque um, strange bends, time signature breakdowns. Love it. Gets me every single time. I just, I can't get enough of it. Um... What else really got me this year? Uh, the new aborted. Uh, I feel Ooh. like they had a continuation of what Ooh. they had built before. Totally forgot about the new On a RetroGore. Was RetroGore the previous one, right?
0: No, that um, Terror,
1: Vision. Terror Vision. That was an excellent uh, continuity. You
0: not with them? <laughs> 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 um,
1: I liked it, Mania Cult. I liked the whole thing that they did uh, on social media. It was really smart. Volvidini as well. Uh, they probably won the internet. Mm-hmm. They won the internet with the whole Bob thing. Very, very smart what Duncan did there. I thought that was very, very, very cool. I also really liked a a band from uh, the UK called Vexed. Uh, female-fronted extreme uh, metal band. She sings, she screams, very good. Really, really enjoyed that very much. She's extremely proficient uh, vocally. I think she's super exciting. So uh, definitely going to keep my eye on her. Another new metal resurgence that I really, really enjoyed. Tetrarch, you were on the album I heard. You did some. You did some guest vocals. Did you not?
0: Yes, I did. Actually, it was. It was a gang vocal. So <laughs> Difference was well, me and Travis and Josh from Cattle Decap and Ross, I love our DM Yeah. Uh, we were, we had the day off in Denver and um, we were supposed to meet up with Dave uh, for dinner. And so we went at his place. He was still working. He was working on that, on the album, actually. And then he came to us and said, Hey, before, before we go, can, can you guys come and do like a little gang vocals for Art?" We were like, Ooh, yeah. we, we never heard of them, but we did. It was fun. We, it, so it's actually really fun. And uh, since then, I realized Tetrarch uh, on social media. Man. Oh, yeah, man. They, they, they just exploded. It's crazy. They reach like a million, view, million views on their video in like, what,
1: five days or something? It's crazy. Good for them. I'm interested in this whole new metal resurgence. Speaking about that, a classic new metal band dropped a new album on Halloween. And I can't knock it. It's fucking good. Limp Biscuit still sucks, uh, dude. The first three, the first three songs are fucking amazing.
0: Right. It's amazing. It reminds me of the old school biscuit that we all liked. Yeah, yeah. Jim, Jim. the riff, the main, the first three of the opener is like,
1: it's amazing. And then
0: you start the album by yelling,
1: DJ Leo like, are you
0: here? Perfect. <laughs> I have to say yeah. it. I had to say it. But <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I do love it. Uh, I listened to it a lot. Is, I was blasting that album of the job. <laughs> like, I'm proud to say I love this.
1: <laughs> number ones. Take us to your number one, Ollie.
0: It's not a biscuit. It's the total opposite. Swallow the sun. moonflowers. Mm. Boom, Boom. Here we go. This album is beautiful. It's dark. It's, uh, there's a lot of melancholy, but not, at the time, it's not depressing. It's just beautiful, is the only word I have to describe this album. And I'm a big Swallow the, Fan, uh, Swallow the Sun fans. So for me, it's just logic to pick this album. Like I said, I'm a diehard Iron Maiden, but the album didn't give me the goosebump like Swallow the Sun did. And I saw them last week in Montreal, and pff, wow, they just delivered. It was perfect. Hearing those songs, I just, you know, they gave, uh, they gave life to their music. So since the show, the album, for me, I know, it's just magic. I love it a lot. So, I love yeah, that. Swallow the Sun, Moonflowers.
1: Amazing, amazing. My number one, I have to preface this with, it's not because I'm on the album. It's because it's I actually really, really like it. And I don't actually listen to the track that I'm on because I'm on it. I skip over that. Uh, I'm talking about LLNN Unmaker came out on plegic Records September 24th. What a fucking album. They They have surpassed themselves. I'm a huge fan of what they've been doing. Hence why it has to be on their album. It's so heavy, slow, rhythmical, chugging. Aggressive dude, there's obsidian it's like the main single that riff
0: its not, it not, uh, number one on the Apple music it's obsidian yeah.
1: it's just so fucking heavy uh rhythmical uh his screams he seems so unhinged uh the keys the 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 atmosphere that they create unbeatable i I've listened to this countless times, another pelagic record gold just love love pelagic records and i love that they're bringing very cool bands from copenhagen to the rest of the world i can't wait to see llnn live uh huge love to christian vonis and the rest of the boys from llnn and a massive shout out to chris kales for shooting my uh, appearance in their video for desecrator at turbo house back in the summer that's it so i love this lnn unmaker if you guys have not listened to this yet please do the album artwork is amazing all their aesthetic is really cool uh, they have a dude in the band i apologize i don't remember his name right now uh that does a lot of their video stuff and he's really really talented he's done videos for cabal other bands from denmark it's just incredible we'll wrap this up with uh albums that we're looking forward to coming dropping in 2022 i have one right off the top of my head uh that's the new cryptopsy record no <laughs> yeah. Yeah. uh that would be cool but uh we'll see if that happens I'm, I'm imagining sadly probably a little bit later uh but coming out next year that i think is going to be very exciting is uh, the brand new Hath love Hath. um i've gotten i liked them before the pandemic i've gotten to know the members a lot more closely because of thirsty thursdays where they come and hang out regularly huge fan of what they do and i'm very excited to see what they do with this new record coming out via willow tip i believe uh in the next few months
0: sick hat oh yeah H A T. Yeah, yes uh yeah next year to be honest i have not think about that at all cat oldie cat
1: <laughs> please yes
0: yeah there's, there's a new album coming coming out next year amazing As when i don't know mm-hmm There's a new album on the way. so Honestly, I haven't thought about that at all. What album am I waiting for? It's my curveball to you. Metallica, Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: my curveball to you. Ollie. thank you so, so much for taking the time hanging out with me yet again, talking about our top albums of the year. Uh, I love doing this. I love hanging out with you regularly, which we didn't get to do very much during the pandemic, sadly. Um, But I know that we're still going to be as tight as always and hang out. You're a friend like that, that I know that no matter, we're going to hang out, we're going to laugh and drink and well, come sure. up with crazy ideas. So doing this yeah. every year makes me very happy. And I love how different our yeah. lists are. There's only one, not none of them are the same. So I think that's amazing. Uh, Almost
0: like our Christmas special. <laughs> 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 it's like a, only like a, a tradition. Tradition. Yeah. <laughs> tradition.
1: I'm going to raise my glass to you. My bottle, Me really. Too. I'm gonna raise this and say a massive thank you to you. This is amazing. I hope that uh, everyone enjoyed our list. If you didn't like it, let us know. And if you didn't like it, then uh, we also don't care because it's the music and we're allowed to like what the hell we want to like. Uh, this is my cheers to you. We're gonna keep hanging out for a bit, but not with you guys listening.
0: Well, Satan. Like fuck you. <laughs>
1: Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to Daniel, that I love and appreciate that. Man, do I ever miss hanging out with Ollie. As we mentioned as we were recording this, we have not seen each other very much this year due to the pandemic, and I miss him. So any reason for me to hang out with him, which I have been doing a lot more so recently because of Brutal Montreal, we've been jamming, getting ready for that, and I'm really appreciating that. I can't wait to hang out with him some more, Uh, so I'm just stoked that I had the time to sit down with him to talk about our favorite albums of 2021. 2021 was a mammoth year for metal releases, and I found it super interesting that we didn't repeat any albums on either of our lists, and I love that. Uh, Ollie, love you. Thank you so much for taking the time hanging out with me. It's always, always a blast. Now, if you enjoyed this Vox & Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox & Hops Metal Podcasts mailing list. You can go on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S dot com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a week containing all of the details of everything that has happened throughout the past week in the world of the Vox & Hops Metal Podcast, including all the details for any episodes which I dropped throughout that past week, if I've been a guest on someone else's podcast, any cool information for any projects that I have in the works uh, before I announce them to the public, as well as the updated links to the Thirsty Thursday virtual hangs and the links to the brutal awakenings playlist which is curated by my man jerry monk the metal architect himself and is available on both apple music and spotify you will also get to see the album reviews that my album review crew have dropped that week there's just so much going on in the world of the box and hops metal podcast i would hate for you to miss a single thing so please sign up to the mailing list the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast is brought to you by Sound, Tele, Media and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a great, great weekend. I hope that you're coming to Brutal Montreal tonight. If you're not, I also dropped another episode today where I sat down with Noah Forrest of Beerism and Craig Thorne of the BAOS Podcast, and we went through our top 10 Quebec microbreweries. It's a banger of an episode, so if you're not coming to Brutal Montreal, you can check out that episode because you might have a bit more time than everyone that is coming to the show. I will be back next week with one episode, the final episode of 2021, the Brutal Montreal special episode. I'm stoked for that. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops hits.
0: Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff.